Welcome to Classified Public, the podcast that gives you the full insight into the world of records and information management. In this episode, host Peter Sweeney delves into the fascinating world of strategy in records and information management. Joining Peter is the esteemed guest, Terry Siatiris, a seasoned strategist and information and records management consultant. Together, they will explore the intricate landscape of strategic planning in records and information management and its profound impact on effective records management practices. So, it's time to hand the microphone over to Peter and Terry, and we hope you enjoy this episode. The idea of, of information strategy or strategy itself is not something new and there's no end of advice uh, across disciplines and across time. Benjamin Franklin um, told us that by failing to plan, we're actually planning to fail. Pablo Picasso, an artist, said that our goals can only be um, reached through the vehicle of a plan and that there was no other route to success. And more recently, Steve Jobs told us that strategy is actually figuring out what not to do. Welcome to Classified Public, a podcast about all things information and records management, where today's topic is information management strategy. With me is Kerry Siatiris, a passionate information and records management consultant who combines her expertise with a pragmatic approach. And you might have also heard or read some of Kerry's articles in our IQ journal. Welcome, Kerry. Good morning. How are you going today? Great. It's great to have you here with us, Kerry. How cold is it over there in New Zealand? Oh, the heat is on. Excellent. <laughs> the heat is on over here in Australia too, I can tell you. Before we jump into all things information management strategy, do you want to tell us how you got into um, information and records management? Accidentally? Um, possibly is the right word. Um, did a degree in history and English and then my first job out of university was actually working at Archives New Zealand. So I quite often refer to myself as a recovering archivist. Um, once you actually start with archives, it, it, it actually becomes a feature of all of my thinking about information management. Um, so I worked there for, for many years and then worked out that, you know, particularly in New Zealand, the market for archivists is pretty small. So you either have to decide to really specialise or broaden. And I decided to broaden, so I got more into the, I'll say, wider information and record space, um, working in corporate libraries as knowledge manager, as information manager, until finally going consulting about oh, 20 plus years ago now. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's turned out to be an absolute passion. Um, but I have to say, you know, when I was at school, I didn't, e didn't even know what the idea of a records manager and information manager was. It certainly wasn't something I had on my list of jobs I want to do when I grow up. Funny you should say that, Kerry. I don't think anyone actually goes to a career day and says, hey, I want to be a records manager. I want to be no. in information management. How do I get there? And I think a lot of us become that accidental uh, informational records manager just as, as your path has taken you. So thanks very much for sharing that. So I'm guessing with doing all of those jobs, you've written a couple of, of strategies or two in your life. Just a couple. 
Yep. So <laughs> let's talk about um, information management strategy. Why would you develop one and how? why would you use one? I think that the key thing is about goal setting and being able to frame up where the organisation needs to head with regards to the way its information is managed. And and I suppose one of the um, concepts that a lot of people need to sort of tease out for themselves and for their organisation with information management strategy is almost the... Um, Understanding the information management strategy is not the information management team's business plan. It's actually the strategy for where the organisation needs to get to with the way its information is managed. And for me, that sort of stems from the fact that the information management, um, I'll say, function within an organisation is an enabling function. You know, we're, we're there to support the organisation to achieve its goals through making sure that the organisation's information is created and managed really well. So when we start thinking about information management strategy, it, it to me, it's all about how the management of information is going to support the strategic direction of the organisation and what we as professionals need to be adding into that um, sort of thinking to, to enable that to happen. That's great. Thank you so much, Kerry. Um, you've set the scene really well. So if I'm looking at my strategy being about more of the goal setting rather than my business plan, what sort of things would I be including in that strategy? It's really interesting, actually. I've been having some um, discussions with a client recently I'm, I'm in, the, in the midst of actually developing a couple of strategies at the moment. And, you know, I'll say a decade even ago, you know, what we'd see, particularly, and I can speak for New Zealand, can't be confident speaking the same for Australia, but we'd always see things with a vision, a vision statement and then uh, a bunch of mission statements or strategic goals and then principles. And, and the difficulty is working out what's the differences between all of these things. Um, it's very easy to get very repetitive. And so personally, I tend to shy away from vision statements now. Um, I think because the vision statements are quite often so big that they're meaningless. You know, saying yeah. um, as an organisation, we want our information to be, um, I'll say, accessible, usable and have integrity. Well, yep, cool. <laughs> you know, we all want that. Um, so I'm not sure that the traditional idea of having a vision is as is, is relevant as it was. Um, I think the, the type of thing we often look at is this strategic goals. And it's that, that what are some key goals that, that the organisation should be heading towards? And it all sort of falls out from that. You know, if you get those right, the rest of it actually becomes quite logical to follow on from. So to me, the, identifying those goals becomes the, the crux of a good strategy. Excellent. And, and I think, though, when you are identifying those goals, that's where it's the really critical part to make sure that your, your own goals are aligned with your organisational goals, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I, like I'm, I'm working with um, a client at the moment and as one of their strategic goals, they have a 
desire to um, really cement the relationships that they have with their customers and their clients and, and their stakeholders. That's one of their organization's goals. And so in the information management strategy, we're looking at the, the whole point of, okay, what does that mean? Because information and the records of what they're doing with these customers and how they're working with these stakeholders are integral for them to be able to achieve that goal for the organization. And it became quickly apparent that a, a customer relationship management system or something to record all um, contact with a customer was going to be absolutely key. So our information management strategy, we, we can paint a direct line between a goal to improve the management of customer information with the organization's goal to improve its relationships with customers. So that's where we need to sort of get a really good link from the outset, I believe. Yeah, and that would certainly help to cement uh, the the importance of information and records management within the organisation, particularly at that strategic level, right? Absolutely. Does that mean, though, then when you're coming up with those strategic goals that you'll be involving more of your stakeholders across the organisation or are you still looking a bit more inward within your team to, to come up with those the goals of your strategy? Typically, I would um, end up doing multiple workshops across an organisation. Um, certainly, the first, the, the first sort of, I'll say, information gathering piece is very IM team focused, um, understanding the current state, if you like, and understanding the IM team's perspective on what are the areas that need, need work, need improvement, what are the opportunities um, within the organisation. But that is as much as anything, it's about um, understanding background stuff. Then it's really about heading out to understanding things from the users. And usually that's workshops with representatives across the organisation. I mean, obviously it depends on the size of the organisation, but it's trying to understand all the different perspectives and roles. And where possible, I will always talk directly to that senior or executive leadership team. Yep. Um, whether it is through one-on-one -on -one interviews, um, a workshop, a half an hour briefing at their regular meeting to get some discussion going, you know, whatever it's going to take. Um, because they're the ones that ha often have that organisation strategy well cemented on where they want to go yep. and hearing it directly from them and how they think good information management can fit in um, is, is often the best way to get those links really clearly articulated. Excellent. So would you say that uh, the senior leadership team are a bit more open to being engaged about information management these days? Is that, your, is that what you're seeing in your experience of, of writing these strategies? I think it probably depends on the profile of IM within the organisation. Um, if they have a well, I suppose, the, if the IM team have a well understood role in the organisation, then it's going to be a lot easier to get airtime with the yeah. senior management. If the information management function is something that is still very much seen as, I'll say, backroom function and all the rest of it, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, yeah. But without that senior management input right from the get-go, it's quite often hard to get something 
that you know truly is going to move information management forward um, yeah. within the organisation. Okay, well, let's talk about moving forward. So we've got our strategy. We're we're ticking off things that are on our list. What would I see in an organisation that's got a really great IM strategy that is being successfully implemented? I think it's like with with the strategic goals, and you know, the magic number of strategic goals seems to be three or four. <laughs> Just about every strategy I've ever seen, um, and and quite often they're referred to as pillars or themes, or sometimes even. Um, um, sort of work streams, you know, so so the words different organisations use will be different. But but the idea behind them is is basically clustering together a bunch of specific initiatives. So what we're trying to do is get strategic with our goal and then move to a tactical response to that goal. And that tactical response might then be, I don't know, three, four, six, eight different specific initiatives you're going to do. So to get successful with a strategy, it is about having those goals established and working out right. In order to achieve that goal, we need to undertake these six things. And those those six things might be um, something from, you know, I'll say develop a piece of guidance that goes out to all staff on how to better use the document management system. It might be um, developing a training course for staff. It might be participating in a particular technology project to bring IM expertise in. You know, I mean, the, the scale and the breadth of those initiatives is huge. But by plotting out those tactical responses as initiatives, that's where you're going to get success because you've identified very clearly in order to achieve this goal, we need to undertake this piece of work. And those pieces of work are often spread over a three-year kind of time frame. It's not something you all have to do tomorrow. <laughs> they quite often will end up involving people from other parts of the organisation. Um, and they will quite often involve, I'll say, the, the, the um, requirement for extra resource, you know, whether it be getting in a contractor or purchasing a new piece of software or whatever, you know. And so to get success, it is about getting that very clear um, arrangement and understanding of what initiatives are going to be needed to achieve each goal um, and making sure that's plotted out pretty carefully. So it sounds to me that you've said you've got to have, um, you know where you're going, you know what you need to do and you need to have the right sort of resources. Yep. I would expect that finding the right sort of resources would be the biggest challenge. Absolutely. And one of the one of the issues that a lot of organizations find is, you know, they have these wonderful strategic goals that everyone gets behind and think, yeah, think, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And then they've identified, you know, a number of initiatives to carry out to achieve them. And then they suddenly realize, oh, the four people we've got in our information management team don't have the right skill set to do this. Um and you know one of one of the one of the big challenges I think at the moment, and I think this is worldwide, um, is about finding people with the right skills. We're in a growing industry, and it's becoming more popular. Um, I know in New Zealand that the has and, you know, and I was doing some figures about this not too long ago. You know, there's been a growth of nearly eighty 
80 new information management roles within the central government sector. Now, I know that this is small figures compared to Australia, but proportionally, that's actually quite a high percentage of mm. actually new IM roles created in the last couple of years. And it's just growing. I think people are realising that this really is the lifeblood of an organisation, that if you don't get your information management stuff right, then it's going to be hard to um, achieve a lot of other things. <laughs> so capability um, as you develop your strategy and your initiatives, actually doing that assessment. Oh, if we're wanting to run a whole bunch of training courses, who in our IM team has experience with this? Mm -hmm. um, is it some is it something we already have the skill set for? Is it something we can get somebody trained to do or mentored into doing it? Or do we need to be hiring in somebody mm. to do it? Yeah. And that's often a bit people forget. They, they they get all excited about all the things they're going to do and then they forget that, oh, actually, no one here's really done that before. Um, and that can be difficult. And, and then you go to market and the market is pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are some additional challenges, you know, technology and the pace of change of technology would be another challenge Absolutely. Uh, from my perspective. And I think um, another challenge would be also whether you can sustain that. So with, just in, in the training example that you're talking about, how are we going to sustain that moving forward? And that's got to be a large part of your strategy is, is this a short term initiative that we're going to do? Or is this a longer term thing that we're going to have to resource and plan to move forward on a, in an ongoing manner? All sorts of things that we're having to think about here. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is maintaining momentum. So we talked about that your strategy is not just a six-week body of work, right? It's, yep. it's across years, three or four years in, in many cases is a standard strategic plan. How do you maintain momentum over that long term? I think it's about building an accountability for yourself and the team. Um, one of my pet hates is, is actually when organisations get strategies developed um, and then everyone looks at it and goes, oh, yes, it looks beautiful. It's been approved. And then it just sits there. Because to me, it's a waste of all the thinking that's been done, um, often a waste of the money if you've used an external consultant to do it. So it is about making sure that as a team, you are putting in place though that regular monitoring. How are we going with it? Um, I would suggest a quarterly check-in at the very least, saying, hey, you know, we had we had these six things plotted out we were going to do. You know, these six initiatives we've got underway at the moment. How are we going with each of them? Are we going to be finishing it when we thought we were going to? What's, you know, what's been going on with that? Whether you do that within your team or whether you're then reporting some kind of summary of that up the line, um, up to your manager, you know, whether it be the CIO or whoever. So I would always suggest that that monitoring and reporting on progress is one way to help keep it top of mind. Um, because as a information management team, it's really useful to be able to demonstrate, yes, we've achieved all these things, but it's also really useful on a personal level to know how the thing you've been putting your heart and soul into for the last couple of weeks, yep, we're getting near the end of that initiative. It's great. We're going to be able to mark this one thing off. You know, we really have achieved it. Um, the other aspect is then doing things like 
and, and this is something a lot of organisations do, is doing some kind of surveys of staff before you do your strategy to help identify what the strategic um, goals should be and what initiatives you should be. Well, doing something like that annually after you've started your strategy is also a really good way to see whether you really are making a difference by carrying out these initiatives you've identified. Um, and that helps, <laughs> definitely helps. Yeah, sounds great, Kerry. Okay, let's talk about some of your lessons learned from the coalface, right? You've got your strategies in place, you're, you're implementing for success. What are the key takeaways for our listeners out there that they need to think about that they can learn from your, from your um, experience at the trenches? A couple of key ones. Um, first one I would say is a strategy is not a policy. I, I find that people quite often get confused between these two things. And it is about in your organisation being very clear on the difference between the two. That the way I tend to think of it is a strategy is about goal and direction setting, whereas a policy is about setting expectations on behaviours. Oh, that's a good, great distinction. Thanks, Kelly. Um, and and so we want to make sure that the stuff we'd have in our policy about who's responsible for what and all the rest of it, that doesn't need to be in the strategy as well. So so we need to be very clear on the, the delineation between those two, two kinds of um, things that we might produce. Another one is forgetting about the business as usual work. Like, so a lot of organisations, when they have a strategy developed, they get so excited by it. Um, and it's like, yeah, 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 let's, you know, gung-ho, get right into this new new initiative and we're, we're all working on that. But the business as usual work doesn't just disappear. <laughs> so we've got to always remember that the kind of work we do about helping um, establish good um structures for our organisation, responding to inquiries from staff members, being able to manage disposal and all of that kind of stuff, that's still just got to carry on with no drop in service level. Absolutely, yep. So when plotting out your strategy, you've got to take into account your business's usual workload and um, when you're looking at your timeframes, be very aware of not overextending yourself. So, so that one, and then um, the one that I've said previously about getting the senior management buy-in, I think becomes absolutely key. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. You know, if you don't, if you don't get that, then it's going to be very hard to maintain momentum on anything yep. you want to do. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well, if you had um, one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is just starting out on their development of their um, information management strategy, what would that piece of advice be? Probably that developing a strategy in the first instance is more important than not having one. Um, I think it's very easy for information managers to, we get very caught up in our own little sort of tunnel vision <laughs> view of the world and we need to be breaking out from that. And yep. so developing a strategy is a really good way to engage with an organisation and to really understand that what we think is important to be focusing on is actually what the organisation needs us to be focusing on. And the strategy is a good vehicle for making sure we are all on that same wavelength so that all of our effort 
is heading towards what the organisation needs. Yep. Um, not just my personal opinion as the information manager. Um, so I think, yeah, developing the strategy in the first instance is probably the key thing. It doesn't have to be brilliant. Like you don't have to get it 100% right. It doesn't even have to be pretty. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just getting it documented so you, the team, and the organisation can see a clear direction is absolutely key. Yeah, that's great. Wonderful advice. Having something is better than nothing. I love that phrase. Yep. Thanks, Kerry. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening and thanks, Kerry, for joining us. Your insights today have been really valuable and I love that reminder about don't forget about your BAU. So in yep. all of your information management strategy, all of your planning and all of your high-end goals that we're working towards, don't forget about your BAU. Uh, for me, that's been the biggest takeaway. So thanks very much and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. See you later. Thanks, Kerry. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast episode. We hope you enjoyed and we look forward to having you with us next month for more industry news and discussions. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice and follow Rimper Global on social media. You'll find our social links in the show notes of this episode.